Welcome to the Axial Spondyloarthritis Podcast, hosted by me, Jason Sacco. I'm a longtime spondy looking to bring the community closer to give the community a voice. I'll be reaching out to organizations, doctors, nutritionists, and anyone that I think can help increase our spondy quality of life. Enjoy and learn what is available to make your life better. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Axial Spondyloarthritis Podcast. I hope this finds everybody having a great week. It's great to be back with you and it's so much of an enjoyment to be past this COVID and feeling better. Still a little heavy in the lungs, but feeling pretty good. And with that, I also want to take a moment to recognize that we had some downloads come in from the Fiji Islands. That makes 125 countries that the show has been accessed from. Again, just absolutely amazing as we continue to expand and get these downloads coming in from just around the world to show that, again, we're, we're all the same. We're all humans here, and we're all dealing with this condition, and it really doesn't matter where we're from. We're all just trying to have the best life and quality of life that we can. And with that, today I want to talk about something that I really haven't covered in this show in the past, and that's axial spinal arthritis and heart disease. And are we at an increased risk? You know, and that's something that's really kind of important. It's one of those things that it's something going on inside. You don't see it from the outside, but it's just as important to make sure that we're heart healthy as we look at everything that ties in or encompasses our condition called axial spinal arthritis. So I saw this article in Creaky Joints, and it got me thinking as I read it a couple days ago. And I wanted to go through with it and get your take on it as we look at this thing called heart disease. They go on to talk about having inflammatory types of rheumatic disease means that your risk of having a heart attack, stroke, or other serious cardiovascular issue is far higher than average. That's certainly not great news, but take heart. You have the power to lower your risk and protect your ticker and blood vessels, and it starts with patient education. So let's see what they talk about. In honor of American Heart Month from February, uh, we're taking a closer look at how axial spinal arthritis, gout, and lupus affect your heart and what you can do to keep your heart healthy. You can also check out, and they give a patient's guide to understanding rheumatoid arthritis and heart disease for more information on this topic. And I'll have a link to all this in the show notes. If you have axial spinal arthritis, you likely know that lowering inflammation is key to controlling your condition. What you might not realize, the article says, is that doing so might also reduce your risk of a heart attack, stroke, or other serious cardiovascular problems. Although axial spinal arthritis primarily impacts, you know, like your back, your joints, and the, everything that connects to the spine, to the pelvis, it may also cause damage elsewhere in the body, including your heart and blood vessels. Bear in mind, the article says, that heart disease is the number one killer of both men and women in the U.S., so almost everyone is at risk for it to some extent. Exactly how much having axial spinal arthritis further elevates this risk is unclear, though. There was a study done in 2020, published in the Journal of Rheumatology, that compared the likelihood that axial spinal arthritis patients would have a serious cardiac event within the next 10 years, as calculated by the ASCVD risk score, and did not find any significant difference between axial spinal arthritis patients and the general population, which is good. So maybe if we're able to keep the inflammation under control, then our risk is no greater than anybody else. 
That said, many other studies have suggested that having axial spondyloarthritis is indeed a major risk factor for heart disease. Again, another 2020 study published in Rheumatology determined that people with axial spondyloarthritis had an 80% higher odds of developing heart failure than control subjects. Patients with axial spondyloarthritis were also found to have the following, each of which increases the risk of a serious cardiovascular event, hypertension, high cholesterol, and a body mass index in the obese category. So when you check off those items and add into that the axial spondyloarthritis, you're looking at possibly a much, much significantly higher propensity to have something go wrong with your heart. The increased risk of heart disease seems to affect people with both radiographic axial spondyloarthritis and non-radiographic axial spondyloarthritis. Both conditions cause similar symptoms and disease burden, but the difference is that, you know, obviously the people with non-radiographic axial spondyloarthritis don't show any visible damage on x-rays to their joints yet. There was a large study from Spain that found a similar percentage of people with non-radiographic axial spondyloarthritis and radiographic were in the very high-risk category for cardiovascular disease. So why is this? Why might axial spondyloarthritis, why might it affect your heart? Well, not everyone with axial spondyloarthritis faces an equal risk of cardiovascular disease. Most rheumatologists believe that having any type of inflammatory arthritis likely increases the risk to a certain extent. The literature they go on to talk about has strongly showed that inflammatory types of rheumatic diseases, such as lupus, rheumatoid, ankylosing spondylitis or axial spondyloarthritis, psoriatic arthritis or gout, increase the risk of cardiovascular disease. Here's why, and here's some things you can do to try and stay healthy. Well, one of the whys is inflammation. When it comes to connecting the dots between rheumatic disease and cardiovascular disease, inflammation tops the list. That's because the same underlying inflammation that causes axial spondyloarthritis has the potential to cause inflammation in your blood vessels. Atherosclerosis, which is a buildup of fatty plaque on arterial walls, seems to form more easily in the settling of inflammation, says Dr. Fields. Inflammation also makes any plaque you already have in your arteries more apt to break off, form a clot, and travel towards your brain, where it can cause a stroke or your heart, where it can cause a heart attack. Of course, not everyone with axial spondyloarthritis has the same level of inflammation in their body. As part of assessing your disease activity, your doctor may periodically run blood tests that measure serine active proteins, CRP, interleukin-6, and homocysteines. These are inflammatory markers that, when elevated, provide clues about how well-controlled your axial spondyloarthritis is. If your disease activity is high, the doctors say, they may suggest adjusting your medication regime to lower it. This move, in turn, is likely to also reduce your risk of cardiovascular disease, though not every medication used to treat axial spondyloarthritis will have the same benefit on your heart health. What is likely, though, not completely understood, is that good care of your autoimmune diseases may help. So keep those appointments and make sure things are tuned up, says Joshua Baker, who's a doctor of rheumatology and epidemiology at the University of Pennsylvania. In addition to ordering blood tests that check for inflammation, your rheumatologist should be keeping close tabs on your overall heart health or refer you to a cardiologist for this purpose. Researchers writing an expert opinion on biological therapy advise that such monitoring includes screening you for traditional cardiovascular disease, estimating your risk by using mathematical models, and then recommending interventions like taking cholesterol-lowering medications like a statin if your risk is high. Mine was, I am on a statin. There are also some overlapping risk factors. Research has found that people with axial spondyloarthritis, they often have a number of comorbid 
uh, conditions like high blood pressure, high cholesterol, obesity, and diabetes. Well, I'm three for four on those. Meanwhile, international research has found that an average of 29% of people with axial spondyl arthritis are smokers. Combining any of the above factors with the underlying inflammation from axial spondyl arthritis likely magnifies that danger. On a more positive note, traditional risk factors, you know, aside from like a family history of heart disease, are often controllable. That means, again, if you're a smoker, you need to quit. So a smoker who quits or you're overweight and you lose 20 pounds, you'll improve your heart health. At the same time, making healthy changes that benefit your heart uh, might benefit your trajectory of your inflammatory arthritis. Last year, this being 2019, research published in Therapeutic Advances in Musculoskeletal Disease found that axial spondyloarthritis patients who had at least one traditional heart disease risk factor were more apt to have high axial spondyloarthritis disease activity. Those who did not have any tended to have lower uh, disease activity. So again, if you can control it, control weight, quit smoking, keep blood pressure in order, you can hopefully maybe control some of the activity of the disease as well. The first thing to do to protect yourself from cardiovascular disease is to take up healthy lifestyle behaviors like eating, you know, maybe using something along the lines of a Mediterranean diet is one option. Diet is a whole nother topic that can be looked at from a number of different ways. Regular exercise, quit smoking, and limiting alcohol use. Of course, you know, making any of these lifestyle changes isn't easy. It's a challenge to get to ideal weight, and it may be harder to be a patient with an arthritis or disease-related fatigue to exercise. Changing your diet to improve cholesterol or triglycerides can be hard. Getting into an aerobic exercise program when you have arthritis and fatigue can likewise be difficult. All of those, you know, when you're tired, just the thought of exercise, it, it just is too much for many of us. But for people with inflammatory arthritis, the effort to address modified risk factors is well worth the challenge. So there are some medication side effects also. Nonsteroidal anti-inflammatories, which include over-the-counter options like Aleve, as well as prescription ones like Celebrex, are often the first line of treatment for axial spondyloarthritis. These drugs relieve pain and inflammation, but they don't treat the underlying immune system overactivity. Also problematic is they've been linked to an increased risk of major cardiovascular events, at least among members of the general population. So again, there's a double-edged sword there with these medications. So while it might seem like telling someone with axial spondyloarthritis to avoid NSAIDs is the way to go, it's not the clear cut. Some studies have actually found that axial spondyloarthritis patients who avoid or limit NSAIDs are more likely than those who regularly use that drug to die from cardiovascular disease. So it's possible that in people who start with abnormally high levels of inflammation, taking NSAIDs is actually protective because these medications lower inflammation. So ultimately, the key factor here is that we really need to be discussing this with our doctors. We really need to have the doctors key in on what our family history traits are, how we are dealing with things like you know heart disease in our family, how we're dealing with our current tests, and what we're doing as a changes that we can implement to try and better ourselves, whether again it be diet, exercise, quit smoking, any of those things that we know are all valuable. So with that said, thank you. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen. Go ahead and go to the show notes. You'll find a link to this article. I, I left some out as a surprise that you can continue to read the last few paragraphs. 
And as you go forward, if you should have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to me directly through the website spondypodcast.com. I look forward to talking to you and have a wonderful week.